It is Thursday night. It is 8 p.m. You know what that means. It is time for your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. And folks, we have a lot to discuss tonight. It is AEW Full Gear Weekend. There's a head-to-head battle folks are not even talking about. There's going to be tournaments. We got a Survivor Series coming. There's all kinds of stuff going on in wrestling, and we are going to break it down. Hell, the NWA is even uh, taking on water, it seems. So we got a lot to get into the next hour. Stay with us, folks. Your Big Gold Belt Podcast starts right now. How's it going, everybody? Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast is on the air Thursday nights, 8 p.m., like we like to do. And we are glad you are here with us. And we are, got Season 3, Episode 41 tonight. Racking them up, as we do for all these years. Got Silly Sellis with me on my left and the Giant Crab on my right. Gentlemen, how is it going with you all this week? Good. Yeah, uh, surprisingly good. Wrapping up the uh, end of the year. We were six weeks out before New Year's. But let me ask a question first. I know I wasn't there, and I don't want to jump ahead of the show, but can y'all give me a quick review of the 1% Club from last weekend? <laughs> the send-off for Logan Easton LaRue last week here in Alexandria at a VCW okay. Wrestling. Yeah, Crap, I mean, how about how you go first on that? Yeah, let's, let's actually do that. So uh, VCW, uh, Virginia Championship Wrestling, had their first show in this area of Northern Virginia, and it was packed. Um, It was, you know, it was at the rec center in Alexandria, um, packed uh, really to the rafters. Um, You know, it was interesting because, you know, the last time I I went to uh, an indie show, you know, it was it was to be expected. You know, half full, decent crowd. A lot of people knew each other. You know, whatever. But this thing was packed, and it was interesting to see it so full, considering that VCW didn't really market it mm-hmm. um, in this area uh, as much as I would have liked to. They didn't really, uh, you know, hit the ground, hit the pavement on social media doing the thing. Um, they had a poster for the show, but it didn't really say that it was Logan's uh, retirement match. Or was it their first match in uh, in Arlington or you know, Northern Virginia? And it was kind of like, huh, I wonder if they'll be back. Mm. Because, you know, Logan's been, it was a champion. He retired a champion um, in DCW as one half of the tag team champions. He was right. their world heavyweight champion, uh, you know, for a good long stretch. And he's been doing yeoman's work for the company, that which is based down there in uh, the Nor- Norfolk, uh, Tidewater, Virginia Beach area. So... For a lot of that, it was kind of like, oh, this is great. Obviously, there are signs at an indie show, which is a thing that usually doesn't happen, but there's signs at an indie show, and a lot of those signs were for Logan. So it was bittersweet to see um, a lot of faces that I haven't seen in many years, um, including Wills, you know, um, uh, it, you know, a lot of um, you know, just people. Um, you know, it's good to see the faces and good to see the names and there's still a community for wrestling in this area despite what promoters think mm-hmm. uh you know we're here we're fans bring us a show with that said though it you know the setup was pretty bare bones as you would expect for an indie show the only one the one thing because when indie show if you've never been to an indie show at all ever uh it's it's obviously not televised that's one thing um, generally speaking, it's not televised. Some of them are, uh, including tonight's Indie Spotlight. But it is uh, pretty bare bones, really intimate setting, 
a good opportunity to get up and close and personal with uh, a wrestler that you know or a new favorite wrestler that you have. It's kind of like seeing a garage band for the first time, you know, those first couple of stages of Garage, garage Hero before you make it out of the uh, basement. And it, it can be a fun, you know, communal experience. If you have more than one speaker, <laughs> the show itself was fine. It was typical of an indie show, a lot of great spots, uh, some some good matches from some unknowns, um, some better matches from some no-knowns. But damn it, you can't cut a promo of any kind of length on one you know boombox speaker. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that's being generous. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I really hope that whoever was watching on a title match network, uh, you know, maybe their feed was better than ours. But um, Logan, you know, he's it's his retirement, and you know, God bless him. He, uh, you know, 10, 15 years in the game, um, did his thing, said on social media later because we couldn't hear him in the building. You know, he thankful and, and gracious for everything, his all of his opportunities, and and that was great. Um, but his retirement speech, he just ditched the mic because he, we couldn't hear him. And that, so that, like, the production side of it was really unfortunate. The first couple of guys, Dirty Money, who was a big fan favorite, not a guy that I'm particularly familiar with, but he had, you know, a huge uh, following. Mm-hmm. But he came out to no music because the music was wonky in the beginning. So, um, you know, the typical indie hiccups. But I will say, though, to their credit, uh, from a production standpoint, the, the show ran at a nice pace. Um, matches, you know, were not overly long. Um, you know, the card placement was just right. They did have a 15-minute intermission that was, you know, at, at a good time. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I hope they come back to the area. It just doesn't feel like they were committed to doing so because – Though they barely, because of the speaker situation, uh, promoted their December show down in Roanoke, which, if you don't know, is about uh, 300 miles from here. Yep. And because mountains are involved, it's not a straight shot, so it's uh, like a four-hour drive. Four-hour straight, 81. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not talking about the same market anymore. So uh, that's not something that you're promoting. Whereas in other states, that's uh, it's an hour. Nah, it's not. It's not close. To, yeah. to, so they got Roanoke. They normally run to Virginia Beach, which is like 350 miles away. So again, another four hours, uh, depending on traffic in Richmond. And it, it just doesn't feel like, you know, like, okay, you got your show. Logan's a good dude. He's a hometown guy. He said he can get us some people in the building. We put our show on for him. Everybody wins. But unfortunately, it just doesn't feel that they were committed. And I hope I'm wrong. And if, if somebody from VCW is watching this, I, I am very happy to be dead ass wrong by you bringing us another show uh, later. So a uh, good show overall. Yeah, I think it's on, I'm pretty sure it's on Title Match Network. Uh, definitely worth a look. Um, seven matches. Uh, Logan versus Yuta was expectedly great. Um, just It's just good to see fun, Matt-based technical wrestling again. Um, but you know, the, uh, they had a battle royal, which was fun. Um, I actually, you know what? I may just watch the show again to hear the promos that I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> so, solid B plus. Please come back and bring more speakers. Yeah, I'll keep it right, short and sweet. It was, it was Logan's send off, and it was the Logan show. There were people there that were clearly there to see Logan. That said, there was also a pretty good contingent of folks that seemed that they were there because there was a couple AEW folks on the show that yep. they knew between Wheeler, Yuta, and Nyla Rose. They yep. definitely had a their contingent of folks there that weren't necessarily, I think local indie fans, but they were there because there were some AEW folks coming to town and somehow they found out about this show, despite the advertising being really wonky for it. But Hey, they filled the building bleachers and everything couldn't yeah. game or aren't people in there. So there was a great crowd. And I think that's the big question is if VCW were to come back, would a crowd of this sort come out again or was the draw really just being it was Logan's final show? So there's only one way to find out. You got to put on another show. But for this one night, at least, they drew a crowd. And you know, location, I think, was great. The venue, I think, was great. It was just, you know, work out some of the kinks with, you know, bringing a better PA and stuff like that. And we can be off to the races. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm optimistic that maybe spring 2024, maybe we'll see something. 
Who knows? Cool. Time will tell. Let's switch gears because there's other shows going on this weekend. This weekend, it's AEW Full Gear out on the West Coast in California. They're going to be having the show out there. I guess they're already out there because the Dynamite last night was from out there, right? Yeah, Dynamite was in Ontario, California, which is a suburb of L.A. There we go. There we go. And then, of course, tomorrow night because the show is on Saturday. So Uh, can't have collision and the show happening at the same time. So Collision is getting moved to Friday, and Full Gear is happening on Saturday. So now, let me, let me ask you this, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, since they're doing it, since Collision is normally on Saturday, do you like the Friday move, or do you think they should have done like a Sunday Night Heat thing and have Collision be the pre-show? Ooh, that's a lot of wrestling for one night. I wouldn't I would do two hours of Collision before. You can make it a one hour, condense it under one hour. I would say, not unless you have some promos, some mic work, some behind the scenes interviews, you could do it for two hours, but I think it should be before uh, full gear, me personally. I mean, it's on, it's in LA time too. So, you know, the show starts about five o'clock Pacific time. So you'll start about three o'clock. Right. And and, and it is, and it, to be fair, it's, it is one of their four pay per views. So each of the four should be on a big four WWE level, even though WWE doesn't really see it that way. Um, it, I just think that it's interesting because I remember Sunday Night Heat as a live, it was just something about it being live yep. um, and a precursor to the pay-per-view. Yep. From the building it, it felt, and everything. And, it yeah. felt bigger than a pre-show, but obviously it's still Sunday Night Heat, so you know whatever we get, it doesn't really matter, but... Um, but maybe because of the uh, relevance of Heat versus the relevance of Collision. Collision is obviously a more important show than Heat was. So maybe that's why Heat felt bigger. But I don't know. I mean, yes, uh, a two-hour pre-show for a four-hour event is a hell of a lot of pay-per-view. But then again, it is the pay-per-view and not just one of their specialty shows or extra-long Dynamite or something like that. And, and, and you know, and then, of course, Saturday um, – Something happens. Something big happens this weekend. But then, of course, Friday you have what we we're going to talk about, and that's SmackDown. Um, this is the biggest head-to-head matchup that AEW's ever had. Is it a coincidence that nobody's talking about it, or is this something that people generally overlook that AEW hopes that you know you're not listening to this podcast and going, huh? Is it a victim of the pay-per-view the next day and they're putting all their focus on promoting the pay-per-view next day that they're just like, the timing of this ain't right to make a big deal out of this? Or or is it as simple as we're going against SmackDown and we know we're going to get massacred? So just focus on the pay-per-view. I mean, is it a little A, a little a B? Well, well it's weird. And I can just, I can give you a floor in a second, uh, Silas, but mm-hmm. it's weird because it is the go home show it's the yeah. go home of go homes yeah right. um and so well actually when does rampage air does rampage air is normal time are they doing three hours i think it does yeah it's three hours yeah it's oh, gonna wow. come on okay. after it it's right right, right. Okay. so 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 they do a collision and rampage this is the go home of go homes uh three solid hours of of wrestling on friday um and you, so that's going to be eight to eleven good lord yeah uh, well if you want to see what AEW Raw looks like, then there you go. <laughs> but yeah, so you have a three-hour event on Friday, and two hours of that is going to be direct competition with SmackDown. It's it's kind of like, huh? I wonder if I wonder will they try a little bit hard? Because remember, uh, just a couple weeks ago when the uh, World Series was happening and AEW was moved to Tuesday, right. uh, for Dynamite was moved to Tuesday. And you would have thought that they were watching each other's screens playing chess uh, against each other. They made a big literally deal about that night. Yeah. But this is the biggest deal. Mm-hmm. It's your go-home show, the last minutes of television time before it's a Saturday's pay-per-view. You're up against SmackDown in its normal time slot. This is what you want. This is what you know, we're throwing. Haymakers. And no one cares. And it's the oddest damn thing. But will you about to say something before I go? Go ahead, Sellers. You go. You get in here. And I, I, I think this is um, a bad thing to test in a way because I think they're trying to test. Let's say if we go compete with WWE just on a lower scale because it's before our pay per view event. Let's see how much viewers we can get. 
But that's a bad test to do right now because really SmackDown is still on Fox TV, which it doesn't have to be on cable. You can have your antenna and still watch it and just like, oh, okay, I'm going to watch wrestling for a couple of hours on a Friday night if I'm at home. I think you have to be very careful with the content that you're doing. I think if you're going to put Collision and then Rampage right after that, you're going to still do vignettes and promos building up the match. Now, Collision is going to be live, but Rampage is not, correct? Yeah, I think Rampage has been taped. I Rampage think. has been taped. From last week, I think. Yeah. So I'm assuming Rampage is going to be nothing but promo videos, but then Collision is going to be live. So wait. using. Oh, go so ahead. So they taped Rampage last night? I don't know if it was last. Because why wouldn't they do Rampage live? I just think it's going to be like a, a, a bad thing to test because if you want to bring more credible or things to build up your pay-per-view on a Saturday, what you want to spotlight, you know, first, this is what we talked about earlier. Why would you put on a show on Saturday night? What that could be your pay-per-view show um, instead of doing on Sundays, which AEW sometimes do their shows on Sundays, but a few here and there have been on Saturdays. But this, when you bring Collision in on that Saturday show, you're going to hurt the content of that show if you're going to be like, okay, is Collision coming on tonight? Is it going to come on Friday? What are we going to do here? Because now you bring it inconsistency. So I'm hoping that they'll do a lot of promos to make you intrigued for Saturday's pay-per-view because you don't want to do anything that's worthy of seeing because all you're going to do is look at it on TikTok or other social media streams about what you missed because it's not going to be watching SmackDown. No way. Well, that makes sense then. Uh no, considering that the pay-per-view, and let, let's just assume mm-hmm. uh, that Rampage is immediately going to follow uh, a collision mm-hmm. on Friday night. Do you think that, that it was the wise decision to have so many marquee matches on Dynamite? Do you have the, um, the, the this Battle Royal Street Fight uh, thing from the Yakuza game? You had um, uh, the, the tag match with uh, Hook and... and, and um, and orange versus um, undesirable number one and Yuta. Uh, you, you had you know a pretty decent card for dynamite, and then you have I don't you know, I don't know what for collision. Yeah. But do you think maybe that should have been flipped and you put the big you stack collision regardless of SmackDown? It's still your go home show. Yeah. This is the last impression um, of before the pay per view. Do you want that to be fresher in the minds or people still you know chomping at the bit of Wednesday? So I would agree with that, too, what you just said, because if you put promos for some of these bigger matches to be on Collision prior to the go-home, I think that will feed in more advertisements to say, hey, Collision's on Friday, guys. If you want to see this match before the go-home pay-per-view because you have your last-ditch effort to try to build up your promos for these matches that you got on the card, I think that's an effective way to do that. But I didn't watch um, Dynamite. Was it at least hyped in any type of way for you to look at Collision on Friday? Like, was it any advertisement to say, hey, because we got this special day that we're showing Collision, make sure you watch. Was anything transitioned for that? Well, so of what I've seen of Dynamite, because I didn't watch mm-hmm. all of it, mm-hmm. um, the short answer was no. Got it, it didn't feel like a special show. But it felt like their normal uh, you know, process where, oh, these things are happening. Yep. Okay, cool. Also, we have a different show, and yep. you can watch some other things happen there. Yep. Um, yes, I think a match was set up for a collision. Uh-huh. Um, they, did set up a match, they did set up a match for Rampage on there, which is the one match announced for Rampage. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And Rampage is live. Yeah, I, so it is okay. yeah the one so, match announced for Rampage is um, Emi Sakura and uh, Tony Storm. And Tony Storm's tune-up match before the pay-per-view on Saturday. They had that booked on a during Dynamite. Yep. And other than right. that, all they have announced is Renee Paquette sitting down with MJF and uh, Jay White doing, you know, getting a segment. So stuff that's going to hype up, you know, your main event. But there's only one match announced for Rampage. Got right, it. right. So it really feels like, like in the in, just for continuity sake, because this is a special case for AEW mm-hmm. where they're doing a Saturday pay-per-view. They have the Sunday, um, uh, you know, they normally, they could do a Sunday event, but they're doing a Saturday event. And that's kind of why it makes me think that maybe it's better if they just had Collision be live. You can still do Rampage, tape it at Dynamite, and they're, and they also they're not even using the same building that they were in for Dynamite. Uh, they're going to be in the forum for Collision, Rampage, and the pay per view. 
Got Dynamite it. was in Ontario about, you know, 20, 30 miles east of town. So they've already moved into the big building. You could just do collision in two hours on sun on Sunday. And then whatever the show is, because the show is going to be pre-show included, it's going to be a five hour long event. Yeah. So if you have a two hour collision and a three hour pay-per-view, what's the what's the harm in that? Because that's the nothing. thing about the pay-per-views is that it's not necessarily the content. It's the fact that they drag on past midnight. Yep. At this point right now, there's nine matches booked for the pay-per-view. As it stands. And, and Lord knows we've seen it get to double digits, and I wouldn't be surprised if that happens with uh, three hours of TV to fill tomorrow night that they throw in some other matches. But as it stands right now, we have MJF and a partner to be announced, which probably won't be anyone since he seems to be defending the ROH tag titles by himself against the guns. Uh, we have Hikaru Shida and to- Timeless Tony Storm. We have Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. Orange Cassidy and John Moxley for the AEW International title. Hangman Adam Page and Swerve Strickland in a Texas death match, which really feels like the hottest match they've had going oh, yeah. in the last month as far as like anything that's caught fire in any way. Uh, the Golden Jets, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho versus local favorites, the Young Bucks, which another thing kind of feels like got to get the Bucks on the show. Let's have them do something with their buddy and Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Statlander, Julia Hart, and Sky Blue in a three way for the TBS championship, four way for the AEW World Tag Titles, uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill versus Rush and Drillistico, FTR and Malachi Black and Brody King. And last but not least, of course, MJF defending the AEW title against Jay White. But wait, there's more. Let's not forget that Tony Khan dropped, uh, I guess it was right before Dynamite, I think, last night. I don't know. But he dropped the big reveal that, once again, he's going to have a surprise at the pay-per-view a big signing, someone who's respected by everyone. He's being very careful not to use any pronouns and give anything away and just referring to everything as they will be there to sign their contract. Someone is going to sign a deal at full gear. So there's a lot going on on this show on Saturday, to say the least. Mm. Yeah. Uh, So it is, um, it it is an interesting thing. And, you know, full gear being what it is coming up this weekend um, you know, obviously we ask this every time because of price. Is it worth your 50 bucks? Um, I, I'm not sure there, there are some interesting, uh, matches up there, but you know, with one match in the pre-show and that's the thing. So like there are nine matches on the card so far, including the yep. pre-show. I'm not saying that all of these matches have to be, they could put, they could take three of those matches and put them on uh on collision. They really could. And they really they, could. They, they really could. time, I think. Right. I mean, because uh, Statlander, Julia Hart, and Sky Blue, you think they're going 40 minutes? No. 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 Put them on collision. Um and, and and then also, more importantly, uh the out of the nine matches, there's only two women's matches, which is one more than a Dunward Dynamite would have. Mm-hmm. So that does lead to more room for other you know other uh, promos that they have and maybe just maybe they can probably sneak in a ring of honor match you know or something what what's that now i I don't know what that is Uh, we don't we don't you know talk about the (laughs) wall of honor i mean Um, the the way that the belt is just used like i'm done with it so i'm just saying i don't know yeah so i mean i don't know It, it just seems it's it's interesting that they're going the way they're going as if it's business as usual when realistically they have an opportunity to make some noise because, you know, if the improbable happens where AEW puts on a hell of a show on Friday, three straight hours of paper of, of wrestling, because now you have an opportunity to book back-to-back pay-per-views in the same night and in the same weekend. So I let mean, me ask that. Pause that. Let me, let me ask that. You make an interesting point. Let's say you're a better man. What's the probability of that happening or your faith of probability in that happening? Uh, well, I mean, the probability of it happening is probably 10,000 to one. Mm-hmm. I mean, because realistically, they've already started on the path where Dynamite was a normal show. It, I didn't even realize it was the go-home show before 
until the calendar. Yeah. Um, but Dynamite felt like a normal show. Collision kind of hasn't been set yet, and neither yep. has Rampage. So you kind of have to remind yourself that those things are happening on Friday and not Saturday. And well, then we're the doing more promotion for it is. now. We're doing more yeah. promotion for it now than the old company is. Right. And the pay-per-view kind of is what it is. Um, so it, it's just interesting since they have, this is how this, and this is what the question came about in the first place, because now that they've started on this path, you know, hindsight being what it is, but this is what they plan for. Yeah. I'm curious to know as to why they, they decided to do it this way. Um, instead of like really hitting hard the pay-per-view, the pay-per-view, the pay-per-view instead of, and, and of course, if they move uh, a collision to Saturday night, they don't have to compete with SmackDown. Uh, Rampage can be whatever it's going to be. Take up the Dynamite. You know, best of both worlds as far as the exposure. Because it doesn't matter what you market if not if people aren't watching uh, watching the show anyway because yeah. SmackDown. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's enough sports and uh, and stuff like that. I think Colorado has a game on Friday night. Uh, that's they the one I'm going to be watching. They do. Um, hopefully, they can finally win one. But they lost their bowl chances, so we'll see. Well, you know. But that's a different problem. But um, yeah. you know, so there's other things to watch on Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. But then you got the pay per view, so it'll be interesting to see how how it all shakes out. Well, and here's what we have for Collision at the moment. There's mm-hmm. three matches announced so far. So here's what they're putting up against SmackDown. Since Collision will be head up against okay. SmackDown from eight to ten. At the moment, we have Miro versus Daniel Garcia, Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander versus Soraya and Ruby Soho. And Dax Harwood versus Roosh. I look at that and I'm just like, man, where's the, where's your big names? Like, <laughs> your top of the, your top of the card for that pay per view is just noticeably absent, right there. I may take a peek at Daniel Garcia if I feel like it. Maybe. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I'm really curious what they're doing Friday night. What the what what their what their pl- plan is going in into this but right because god we we've seen how they've done this before where they, they would pull out all the stops you'd have tony promising all kinds of stuff and i mean he's promising stuff for saturday but friday night he does it's, it's like they're punting it and just like ah never mind yep yeah i don't know it, yeah. it, 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 it it's interesting it's interesting okay one yeah. part of the show one part of the show we didn't talk about thoughts on this whole mystery signing thing who 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 we think it might be who do we I, there's two things here there's expectations out there from folks mm-hmm. about who this might be and then there's a the reality of we know how tony's announcements go so this could be this could be anything it could be something it could be nothing so i'll sell us your, your thoughts your thoughts so i i'm thinking about it and i'm not excited to say this but of course, this person, they are well, you know, renowned. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking about this is somebody that you could possibly say he's going to be Sting's last match. So I think oh. it's going to be Goldberg. Oh, I have heard Goldberg's name mentioned, not by many people, but I have heard his name mentioned. Crab, what are you thinking? Uh, I, I kept hearing uh, names like Goldberg as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Khan also said specifically that this is a. Uh, a person that everybody's going to like, well-respected, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Right. And I don't think of that when I think of Goldberg as a wrestler. Not with his audience. <laughs> no. So I don't think it's going to be a Mercedes, even though she will come later. I don't think it's going to – I think it's going to be um, – actually, no, it's too early because there were some people that were released that are still waiting out their 90 days. Yeah, the, the the release crowd aren't free and clear till mid December twentieth. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, but then there's some in that release crowd that are actually released. Their contracts were just not. They didn't mm-hmm. terminate their contracts. They and were there just, might be some people had like thirty day windows as opposed to the full ninety. That right, too. because they were on NXT, which is yeah. why I'm saying top dollar <laughs> is absolutely <laughs> no, no, God no, please don't fly that man out for Los Angeles. Um, I think Mustafa Ali is, is probably my best guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard Mustafa guy. Ali. I mean, you mentioned Mercedes. A lot of people seem to think Mercedes. There's a whole lot of kids out there. My God, they want to be Will Ospreay. It could be. I don't know. It but is, but is Will Ospreay the guy? I don't think so. That, um, that, that not, not for the name. 
but we've seen Osprey in AEW. Yep. Right. Uh, that's not the big get that you think it is because it's like, oh, he can just come back. He can just come back for a pro for a, pro, for a program. Yep. Um, do the thing and then leave. And if people get Osprey once in June for Forbidden Door and once in um in January for Wrestle Kingdom, I think that'd be more than enough for fans. But I mean it could be James Ellsworth, but you know, they they've done worse. I do uh, have a wild card though. I'll I'll throw a wild card, but go ahead, Crab. I want you to... it can't be worse than Brock Anderson. <laughs> oh no! They bring that's, it back, yeah. Pillman Jr. <laughs> but no, I, I I think Mustafa Ali is probably good guys because I have the tweet in front of me. AEW has agreed to terms with one of the world's best wrestlers, a pro who is known and respected by virtually every AEW fan. They'll come to Los Angeles to sign their contract this Saturday. If he says that, and Bill fucking Goldberg walks through the smoke <laughs> and the sparklers. Then, then we need to drug test Tony Khan on the spot. That's another thing I was thinking of. Coming off the Ric Flair shit that happened, he needs to get this one right. I think for his for his audience, because his his hardcore faithfuls, they've had their confidence shook, and I think he right. needs to throw them a bone with this right. one because there are something like yeah, I, I get the feeling. Osprey, maybe I don't know. Another here's here's one name I haven't heard mentioned that I heard thrown out that would fit that bill, but it might be a bit of a reach with this crowd. Chris Heroes returning to wrestling this weekend. Oh dear God! I would rather be top dog. But I do have another wild card though. After he's out there on the West Coast, so it'd just be a little dry for him to show up there. So anyway, okay, throw out yours, and we'll go to halftime. So here's my wild card. Once again, he does fit that mold, but he may be a reach. But those who are true wrestling fans will say, yes, he is definitely well-known. He's definitely well-respected. But Nicholas Theodore Nemeth, also known as Dolph Ziggler, that he can go by his stage name, I mean, his real name, Nikki, possibly. But we'll see. That's my wild card. If he's available and already clear of his thing, I wouldn't be shocked at all. But I got a feeling he's probably on a 90-day as long as he was eating. In WWE, I wouldn't be shocked either. But but do you think that? And again, think of the names that were thrown out there. Um, you got Goldberg, who mm-hmm. is is Goldberg and has a that's name. You know, that's fine. And then you got a guy like Will Ospreay. You know, again, people love Will Ospreay. Cool. I think Mustafa Ali because he does say we're on the world's best wrestlers, a yep. pro who's known and respected by every AEW fan. I mean, I think you know. That would be probably a look, especially when uh, Mustafa Ali was petitioning to leave WWE last year. And then to come and say, Dolph Ziggler, I don't think of the AEW, you know, Honey Hive clamoring for the Hollywood hunk and his brother to team up. And then that's also a thing, too. And I really hope it's not a guy because the women's division needs this win. Like, like, I don't know who it would be, but the women's division needs this win. And whether it's somebody from Japan, um, you know, Momo Watanabe, may help. maybe it's Baki Ito, you know. Uh, she's been bouncing around the U.S. a little bit more. Um, people can leave stardom. Um, you know, I don't know if Yuka Sakazaki is in the U.S. full-time. I know that, um, uh, what's her name? Shoko Nakajima, you know, is that is that going to be around too much longer in TJPW? Uh, Mia Watanabe is not going to be around too much longer in TJPW. So I would like to see somebody like that, you know, come through where somebody that an AEW fan would know, because I do think that AEW fans a little bit more versed in uh, wrestling from around the world. But I just hope it's not another guy that's going to be a, a good a pop for the weekend and then they go back on the shelf because i can say the same thing about taya valkyrie is she injured did she fall into the shadow realm can somebody call nadia to wake her ass up that's a regular story there so i mean we're we're used to that by now people showing up and then 30 days later it's like hey what happened to them (laughs) right right so So. you know i I don't i you know mustafa ali is my pick but i really hope it's a it's a good woman because they need they need a win there we go. All right, 
Let's go to halftime. When we come back, we got the indie spotlight, and then we got to talk a little bit more AEW because they're going to launch a tournament over the next month to close out the year, and that's got a whole bunch of stuff going on. So the future of them and all kinds of other stuff we'll get into in the second half of the show. So stay with us, folks. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We'll be back right after this. Are you a fan of all things media? Are you a fan of professional wrestling and sports? Then you need to check out Big Gold Belt Media. We're the ultimate destination for all things entertainment and media with the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of the aforementioned entertainment realm. Our team of dedicated journalists and analysts will bring you exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're not just an online destination. We attend live events, conventions, bringing you behind-the-scenes access and exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. Plus, you can show your support for our brand by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash biggoldbelt. Join the Big Gold Belt media community today and stay ahead of the game. Follow us on all our social media platforms at Big Gold Belt for the latest updates and exclusive content. Whether you're a diehard wrestling, sports, nerd culture fan, or just a casual like some people, Big Gold Belt media has everything you're going to need to stay informed and entertained. So what are you waiting for? Check us out today at BigGoldBelt.com. That's BigGoldBelt.com. Welcome back, folks. It is our second half of the show, and as we like to do every week on the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, we like to check out what's going on in the indies, so it's time for the Big Gold Belt Indie Wrestling Spotlight. Okay, so for this uh, coming uh, not coming weekend, it's November 24th through 26th. And it's WrestleCade down there in Winston-Salem, North Carolina at the Convention Center. Uh, you can get your tickets at WrestleCade.com slash tickets. But basically, it's a whole weekend of wrestling, big three-day-long convention, uh, starting Black Friday, November 24th. Uh, you have a bunch of different things. Uh, Jimmy Hart, uh, he has behind my music, like a, a panel. Um, you know, producer, uh, Martizi, who has a uh, done a lot of uh, theme music for a couple of AEW stars. Uh, he has a panel and a podcast. Uh, Shane Douglas retrospective has happened. GCW is going to have a show that Friday night. Uh, you can cap off the night with Johnny Swinger. Good luck. Oh. <laughs> right. Uh, Jeff Hardy's in concert on Saturday. Uh, you know, a title match network presents Ladies Night Out. That's on uh, Sunday. And uh, AML Wrestling has a show called The Day After on Sunday. So all of that and much more, including... Uh, Meet and greets, VIPs, uh, you know, sessions, uh, guests from every era of wrestling. Um, you know, if they're if they're alive and not on television, then they're probably at WrestleCade. And of course, a lot of some of the AEW guys that you do know are going to be out there, including um, Andrade. He's going to be out there. Arn Anderson, Brock Anderson is going to be there. <laughs> so please, uh, you know, I thought he was going to say Purdy. Con- con- no, 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 no. <laughs> He's not big enough. He's not bigger than Brock Anderson. Uh, Billy yeah. Starks, Billy Gunn, uh, you know, a lot of people um, coming through. You know, the list, you know, is, is La Marina Shafir, Matt Cardona. Uh, Molina is going to be there. Speedball, Mike Rotunda, Mickey James. Mm. Uh, Magnum TA is going to be there. So uh, a lot of names. So check out the uh, the guest list also. But it is uh, WrestleCade, this, not this weekend, but the weekend after Thanksgiving. It is November 24th, which is Black Friday, through the 26th, down there in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and that's the Indie Spotlight for this week. There we go. Lots of stuff happening, as always, as we head into the home stretch of the year. So one more AEW thing we got to hit on, then we can switch gears and get into some other stuff. Last week on Collision, Tony Khan announced the Continental Classic. What is the Continental Classic, you ask? Well, you know how Tony is. He loves him a tournament. That man will throw a tournament for, it seems, any darn thing. So if there is a reason to do one for a number one contendership or for a belt or something, he's going to create one. So what we're going to have is the Continental Classic, which will be a little different than the tournaments we've had in AEW previously. It will be beginning on November 22nd, so next week's episode of Dynamite, and will last for the next six weeks, concluding at the World's End pay-per-view on December 30th. What they're going to do is it's going to be round-robin style. Two groups of six wrestlers, so a total of a dozen all together, having matches over the course of like the next, it's going to be uh, how many weeks would that be? Six weeks. So it's going to be a long 
deal. Pretty much take up you know, the rest of November, all of December. Well, that's and... how many weeks we have left of the year. So remember, yeah. I, 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 uh, ironically, I said, hey, we got six weeks left in the year. And the show is New Year's. It is going to close out the pay-per-view cycle, close out the year. All we know so far is Brian Danielson is in it. Taped up and held together, and you know, with an eye falling out and all that stuff. He was there when he made the announcement. They teased uh, Kenny Omega. We have no one else announced yet to fill out the dozen, but Brian Danielson cut an impassioned promo when the announcement was made about this and uh, brought up, you know, this is going to be the best pro wrestling tournament ever. And between that and then the format of it being round robin. It immediately led to the comparisons online of, oh, this is AEW's G1. Tony don't want to lend out Brian Danielson to New Japan to wrestle the G1, so he's doing one here. So the the a lot of folks already, they got this thing at a high, lofty pedestal out of the gate before we've even seen a match, before we've even seen a field of you know competitors to know who all is going to be in this thing. But I don't know, guys. The thoughts on this and just, I mean, go, going into this, I mean, okay, it's going to take up the rest of the year. Is this something to get excited about or is it kind of like, eh, kind of wait and see? It, it's kind of a wait and see for me. Uh, when I first saw this, that's like every person from sports organization to wrestling promotion wants to do some type of round robin tournament. I know the NBA is doing their end season tournament and then we got this. It's like everybody wants to do a round robin. What I would like to see, that would be something better. Let's say you have a single man elimination tournament. Okay, got you. Now, who's ever at the finals in those bracket, make it a best out of seven. I want to see a classic best out of seven with two hardcore wrestlers going for some type of prize or contendership that you're going for a belt or something of that nature. Um, but going back to what we said earlier, the person that we bring out, which will be kind of good, I don't think they'll do this. The person that they can bring out as the, the wrestler that everybody respects, put them as the next announced person for this tournament. Maybe Ooh. that will bring some intrigue forward, I would hope. But right now, it's like, mm, it's just another tournament, and I don't know what you're using it for. Granted, it's going to be filler for the rest of the year, but make it interesting. But I'm not really intrigued right now. Uh, yeah, uh, kind of the same. Uh, I don't know what the payoff for this is. And they've had many uh, a tournament in AEW where the payoff was just for some participation trophy. Uh, the Dynamite Diamond Ring, uh, you know, comes to mind. Well, they have that already. Um, the AEW Tag Team Women's Tag Team Medal uh, Tournament thing that they did once. Uh, well, sure, that was a thing. Um, it just doesn't. There's there's no payoff at the end of it for. So I'm like, what is this? Um, even the G1, you know, has the big trophy and stuff like that. What I would like to see, uh, I would like to see, kind of like. Uh, and either uh, like a Young Lions tournament that, that our Ring of Honor used to have, mm-hmm. or maybe an unsigned, uh, you know, tournament mm-hmm. where if you are not on the AEW roster, um, we're inviting indie talent to come in, uh, work the tournament, and realistically, you know, and I guess that's kind of like the same consideration as the Cruiserweight Classic, mm-hmm. but just come in, work the tournament, and then, you know, yeah, uh, the the winner gets a definite contract. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that other people couldn't be signed to some kind of uh, deal, but the winner gets maybe a, a three year contract and and whatever, and then they can start that storyline. You know, Mister Money in the Bank, or you know, because literally I am um, Money in the Bank when you when you signed me because I won the tournament. Blah blah blah. But anybody that's not signed to AEW could be eligible, and then they can go from there, and then the winner is the winner. And that kind of intrigues as to like, who's going to show up now with this one, not that it's not available to people outside of AEW, but you're kind of thinking, well, who could possibly be in this? That's not already doing something. Mm-hmm. And then you start cutting off from the top of who would, you know, want this. And okay. So I don't know. I, I think it's a, um, it's an interesting thing. They kind of need something to give the pay-per-view sizzle because they're they're tacking on another pay per view. This is what their sixth this year. So, uh, yeah, the the Owen Hart Cup is a thing also. So it's like they're always doing a tournament of some sort. So yeah, the, the casino stand um, out. The casino Outside battle of- royale is, is a thing, uh, with which is for something. And then you have the dynamite diamond ring, which is for the ring. 
The Owen Hart tournament is for the belt, and you have the Continental Classic, and that's I don't know I don't know what the payoff is. So, uh, intercontinental belt. They have one. It's the international championship. Well, you so, can call it intercontinental. Do a gimmick infringement if you want to. Well, yeah. I mean, if they want to get sued, <laughs> there's more power to them. But yeah, I mean, it, it really is a wait and see, especially since the entirety of the field hasn't been, uh, you know, hasn't been released. You know, we only know one name. So, and and how many wrestlers? They do. How many wrestlers total? To start twelve. Twelve wrestlers in the start. Next start week. next week. It's going to yeah. start next week. So that's the thing I was getting. Me is like you're talking two two blocks of six. So yeah. that's fifteen matches in each block. So they got to do thirty matches over the month to get through this thing. And I'm I'm looking at that. You know what I'm thinking right away is like the way this injury bug's been going through AEW. I'm a, I think at least two of these dozen people ain't going to make it through the tournament. This, they have not had a lot of luck lately with people uh, staying out of trouble, especially a guy oh. like Brian Danielson who's already taped together and has an orbital issue going on with yeah. his eye. And it, and it's round robin too, so instead of single elimination, so yeah, yeah, you're guaranteed well, what three matches? I'm gonna think for three four matches probably. Yeah, yeah. How do you fit all that in that time? Well, when that, but that's kind of the thing. Like, is it going to be? Are you going to bog down the top of the card with this tournament? Or are you just going to get a bunch of mid carters in there? And that's so, a lot of having to see the same people over and over again. Well, they already do that anyway. I mean, it's not exactly <laughs> like we see, you know, the depth of the roster anymore. So um, I don't. I'm I don't, sure they'll split. Know. I'm guessing they'll split it. You know, they'll split it across all the shows. Mm-hmm. So we'll have some on Dynamite, some on Rampage, collision. some on Collision. Some on collision. It'll, it'll, they'll have some matches on each one, but yeah, they got a lot of matches they got to burn through in this thing. Yeah, it's very repetitive. Round Robin, very repetitive. Wow. Yeah, but that's also because of the commitment for six weeks. Uh, what does that look for, like for the chances of bringing somebody in? You know, do you think they can get somebody from AAA on, on loan for six weeks for the tournament? Somebody from New Japan? Yeah, it's not Austin. like you can bring someone in hot and be like, you know, oh, you're coming for like two two of the yeah, we'll give you, then, we'll you know, give you a yeah, two rounds get, and then you're out. Yeah, you get like you get like a showcase. Yeah. To make an impression, and that's it. Yeah, we'll give you a showcase win of the year out in the second round. We'll see you in six months. Yep. No, this is they got to ride this out until the end of the, the ter- format because all the points need to be added up. Yep. Yeah, that the round robin part worries me the way their roster has been taking hits. So, fingers crossed. If I'm Tony Khan, it's like, okay, guys, you know, <laughs> don't be going out there killing yourselves. Uh, well, you got 20 uh, wrestlers about to kill himself on the pay per view, too, if you're going to use any of them in the tournament as well. So, yeah. Yeah, because it would start the next week. Yep. And then also, from, from a storyline perspective, uh, you know, how does that incorporate? Because you have this uh, pay-per-view that's coming up at the end, you know, in, in, after Full Gear um, that's culminated from the tournament. And it's like, well, are they going to drop storylines to just go with the tournament? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, hopefully, because you know, they love to have that blind draw that's neither, you know, blind or draw. Hmm. <laughs> Where you know they have people that are conveniently in storylines paired against each, against each other in the same block, so I, I can see a lot of that happening too. Like Orange Cassidy and Moxley are going to go for the title. Yeah, yeah. What do you want to bet that they're going to be in the same block? Oh yeah, well of course you do stuff like you have like if you maybe throw a team in there and they're like, oh they got to face each other now. Uh oh, right. You know all that, all that kind of stuff. So yep. they got a dozen spots to well, I guess eleven spots to fill since we already know Danielson, but. They got Lord knows they got a roster to play with. So they, they there's stuff they can do with this. They're not short of names. It's just a matter of what kind of stories are they going to tell with it. So I don't know. So, some something to by next week we'll know more and we'll see. Yeah. Uh, hell, if it's going to start Wednesday, they got to get this field together. So they, m- maybe they kind of got to let us know on the pay per view. But but I think between the three hours tomorrow night, a collision and rampage in the pay per view. Yeah, they gotta they gotta get the wheels in motion here because they're gonna have to start yeah. having matches next Wednesday. So yeah. yeah. Get t- times a ticking. So, all right, enough about that. So, before we came on the air, we haven't talked about this at all recently. So, it's something fresh. Crab, you mentioned the situation with the NWA. Yes. And, and that, of course, involves CW, which is now the home of NXT come a year from now. So, that plays someone into this. But I'm not quite sure what's going on with the NWA. So, for our final segment tonight, as we head towards home plate here, I guess what's up with the NWA? <laughs> well, 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 here's 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 the question. Uh, NWA is hemorrhaging money. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Corrigan 
Uh, it doesn't have a sponsor to back them up or many sponsors to back them up. Um, their TV deal is, you know, fledgling. And, you know, they've been kind of spiraling ever since they came back, kicking and screaming from COVID. <clears throat> so the question is, does NWA survive, you know, this next year? And mm-hmm. I say next year being from now until the end of 2024. Um, and, and and more importantly than that, because there's because the word is, is that uh, the January tapings have already been booked, but they're only, it's going to be with a skeleton crew and only signed talent is going to be there. So a lot less freelancers, a lot less one-offs and stuff like that. Um, they don't have the money to bring in any real name. So that doesn't have to mean anything because there are MOW. I'm sure I can't imagine that their capital is that much greater than NWA's um, or any of the super indies like um, GCW, uh, Beyond, Freelance in Chicago, Defy, Prestige, uh, DPW down in Durham. They're doing similar things too. So I don't see what I don't know what the what they're doing and NWA isn't. So that's kind of the thing. It said that you know Corker, Billy Corkin is going to be cutting all kinds of corners to get it to get the show off the ground as it is, you know, hemorrhaging right now. But what does that what does that look like? Because they're honestly, NWA had a good thing going in the very beginning with power, just yes. being an 80s studio television show. It was unique. It stood it was out unique. from everything. Yeah. yeah. So now why can't they do that, that again? Yeah. Right. So so we just do that. And as we and if you and I promise you, if you look at the uh the, the roster of the guest list of WrestleCade, that's who I would want to see on an NWA power. You know, th- and that's the thing. They did a Memphis style studio wrestling show in high definition. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. That's the gimmick. And it worked. So I d I haven't looked at NWA recently because I really can't find it. And mm-hmm. there's more than enough stuff out there to not try hard enough to look, but it is kind of like, damn it, Billy Corgan, just go back to the, the dance partner that got you there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's your market. It's your market. Just stay strong in your market and hold on. Let me, and if I can add this to it too, um, NWA may, may want to follow a script, what Al Snow and OVW did. Yeah. Maybe do something on Netflix, maybe a documentary. And maybe this is something where OVW and NWA can coordinate with Netflix, where you have all these indie type shows or indie type com- companies or industry, and you're making money where season one is about OVW. Season two can be about NWA. And then you open a pathway for some of these smaller circuits that maybe one day Netflix says, hey, why don't we just go live for one of your events that you want to post that you can use as a new or creative way to show your network for your business? Um, because there's some markets like what NWA does, what you what you guys said with NWA Power, that you still got a market of people, especially our age and a little bit older, that feed off that reboot of what it looks like and what happens in the late 80s or 90s, and they want to live that again. So it's a market for it. It may not be the CW, but it's somewhere out there where if you do some networking and communicating enough, it's still an avenue for you to be successful. Supposedly, there was talk that their discussions with the CW were involving the idea of like a reality show tie in where it'd be like, you know, kind of like the wrestlers on Netflix, where it'd be like, yeah, we're not just having just a straight wrestling show, we're doing something that's showing behind the scenes, yeah. as introducing these people as characters. But I mean, the moment I heard that CW got NXT, I was like, that NWA Duh. deal got to be dead. Duh. There ain't, there ain't no way. I mean, the only thing I've remotely even heard since then is the idea that well, they might still have something with the CW, but they'll be on the CW app mm-hmm. and not on the actual CW stations. And if that happens, do you might as well just stay on YouTube? <laughs> ain't no one gonna watch no CW app to find the NWA. YouTube better than that at this point. I mean, so I, I really. I, I'm having a real hard time thinking what they can do going forward if these these spots don't fall into place for the CW because that seemed like the you know that was the first like thing and everyone was like oh my god how they gonna get some on the CW that's yeah. you know, at least you know, women are wrestling are on there and stuff so hey why not but well let me ask this let me ask this just to keep you on your point you just made me think about something it's tough enough WWE property still 
or is that property available? Because I remember MTV. I'm sure they have it locked down. Okay, okay. They have it locked. Because I'm thinking about like MTV. Because you know how I'm. Once again, I'm going back in these reboot days. The Real World Road Rules Challenge. Maybe the last time they they did tough enough. They did it on a USA Network. So I'm I'm sure they have that name locked down. They they, if they were going to do something like a tough enough, they'd have to come up with like their own version of it. So, which I mean, it ain't the worst idea, but it goes back to the whole thing of like, I, I like that power worked, I think, because it was unique. It had that nostalgia factor, but it was new and, and it also helped at the time. Hell, look when NWA Power first came out, the names they had on it. You had Eddie Kingston on there. You had Ricky Starks on there. You had some hot names that now are like, you know, anyone who was really somebody on there, they got plucked up. They got plucked up by a bigger platform. So the other, I think, big problem the NWA has is like, who exactly is out there that could be their like? They need a signature guy desperately, right? And I mean, they don't even they, got all this anymore. Murdoch, I'll tell you that. No, no. I mean, they don't even got all this anymore. They had all this forever, and now he's on SmackDown. So it's like <laughs> they don't even have that. That was where they hung their hat on forever. So they need a signature star. And they need a signature concept. And power was at least. The concept. I think it was the right concept, but I don't know. I think they've spun their wheels so long trying to get something going. I don't know if there's anything left to try at this point. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. They've had too many unforced errors. They, uh, you know, they they didn't come back when everybody came back after COVID. Yeah. Um, to be fair, AEW really occupies a lot of the space that Impact and Power once mm-hmm. had, um, and they've just vacuumed up that territory. Um, because you think of how many people that were in uh, NWA specifically and were immediately a mainstay that wanted to jump over to AEW when they realized that the business model was shit from the beginning. Um, you know, thinking of Kingston, thinking of Thunder Rosa, uh, thinking of uh, you know Nick Aldis, you know, who's with the WWE eventually, which he could have, he could have left anytime he wanted to. Um, it, it's kind of like, well, damn, what happened? So, even still, I mean, they got, uh, I'm looking at their YouTube right now, and they, they do have some names. I see Max Dan Paler. She should be a star. Mm. I see, um, uh, you know, Damian Sandow, uh, Aaron Rex. I think that's what they're calling now. Be a star. Chris Adonis wasn't terrible. Could be a star on that level. But then I also see the NSA Clown Posse. Hmm. <laughs> well, they do bring an audience. <laughs> you can always count on the juggalos. Well, not not enough to keep the show running. So there's that. But I also see EC3. And it's kind of like, okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and Camille is, is there too. So because Camille just won't leave. But it, it, it's kind of like, this is this isn't it. Um, and then you have the actual shows. They're on YouTube. Their latest show was posted two days ago. It has 30,000 views. Mm. Right. In 48 hours. In yeah. 48 hours, it has 30,000 views. That's not good. So there are a number of different things, the ways that they can go about it. But honestly, if they're not going to be a touring product, a touring brand that just brings the show around the country and you know presents it and whatever cool if they're going to be a closed set with a small audience cool but they they just they kind of just got to start over yeah you know figure out what their what their identity is going to be and, and go from there because uh there's there's just too many if the, the space is crowded there's too many options um out there for you title match network uh, what's the other one fight tv mm-hmm. um you know more stuff is coming to network tv you know it's NXT is you know is, is up and running. WWE is figuring that there's just the space is crowded. So there's no shortage of wrestling. There's that no shortage sure. of wrestling. We're in a a wrestling uh, deluge of, for content. Yeah, no doubt. It it yeah. is what it is. It is what it is. So I don't know. Best of luck to them. We're at yeah. our hour. We are at our hour for this week. You know what we got to figure out for next week. We got to figure out what we're gonna do this next week because next Thursday night we will not be here. Nope. Next Thursday night is Thanksgiving. Yep. So some other night next week, we're going to have to do the show. We'll have to put that on our social media as when it's going to be. But we'll have a show next week. We'll probably be focusing on, I'm guessing, the aftermath of all this AEW stuff. We'll be on the road to Survivor Series. 
We didn't talk at all about WWE tonight. This is a very AEW-centric week, but that's okay. Some weeks are like that. Yeah, they got so, a pay-per-view. They got a pay-per-view, so. There you go. So Survivor yeah, Series on the horizon next week with all kinds of stuff. I think they'll be setting up some more stuff with that tomorrow night on SmackDown. So they got to they get some, some more stuff in focus. Pieces yeah. are moving into, into place there. But in the meantime... Check us out on social media because we'll tell you where the next episode will be at next week when we do that. So at Big Gold Belt on all your social media platforms, Twitter, X, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Also, BigGoldBelt.com for wrestling, movies, comics, and more. All that good stuff. Your entertainment source and one-stop shop, BigGoldBelt.com. So until next week, folks, I'm Will. Sell us to my left, Giant Crab to my right. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week. That's what I really need. That big old bell.